This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your afternoon playlist, State Farm knows you personalize your entire day. And that's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with the State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. The 2024 Subaru Outback Wilderness is built to take you further off the beaten path. It has 9.5 inches of ground clearance paired with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, plus off-road wheels, rugged all-terrain tires, and advanced dual-function X-Mode to help get you through deep snow, gravel, and mud. The 2024 Subaru Outback Wilderness. Adventure elevated. To explore all you can do with the rugged Subaru Wilderness family of vehicles, visit Subaru.com wilderness. Can we just go over that photograph that I shared on our group? I mean, Jen, honestly, I, I've never, it, it floored me. I had a day of just sitting still and quiet and looking at the floor. Hello, and welcome to Memory Lane. I'm Jen Brister. And I'm Kerry Godleyman. Each week, we'll be taking a trip down Memory Lane with our very special guest as they bring in four photos from their lives to talk about. To check out the photos we'll be having a natter with them about, they're on the episode image and you can also see them a little bit more clearly on our Instagram page. So have a little look at Memory Lane Podcast. Come on, we can all be nosy together. I found a photograph of myself on the internet. Right. And it was so bad that I I made this sound. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Okay, firstly... Firstly, that, that photo isn't that bad. Is that, oh my, even Ben, and we've covered many times on here that Ben is the nicest man. And I do feel very loved by Ben. I feel, I feel very seen and I feel very loved. And even he went, fuck. Look, I'm not saying it's a good photo of you. No, I, I, it's I, horrific. But but we've all had these photos of us. No, that one of you wasn't as bad. That one of you was not good. But that one of me, I look like a witch coming out of a pie. <laughs> I didn't know what pie face meant until I saw that picture. Because this area of your face, this area, the face bit of the face, is coming out of the neck region of the face. So it looks like you're emerging from a pie. <laughs> no. I, I tell you what it's, what's happened is it had caught you in a moment of uh, 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 joy. I joy. thought I was looking, yeah. I, in my head, I was happy. Well, you were happy. But what's happened yeah. there, often when we're happy or when we're caught off guards and we're not we in charge like of... We look like a pie. We're not in charge of what our face is doing. We've let... We've, our face is, is doing that, its own why thing. Why would anyone, anyone put that fucking picture on the internet? I mean, if you were a photographer, right... And We've you went, oh, I took some this. pictures of some people on the red carpet. <laughs> because this is what happens, right? When you get to be a D-list celebrity, sometimes you get free tickets for a show and in exchange you have to take, someone has to take your picture on a carpet and you go, do you know what, fuck it, for a few tickets. We went to see Cirque du Soleil. I was like, I love Cirque du Soleil. They gave me four Cirque free du Soleil. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I went to see them. <laughs> Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see Cirque du Soleil. It's a, it's a different show, but yeah, it's worth going to see. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
That's so you were on the, the red carpet. Of Barnsley, isn't it? You remember the Lady Boys of Bangkok? <laughs> <laughs> Me and my mate used to have the Lady Boys of Barnsley. Anyway, so we we, we were at the Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. What are they called? Cirque, Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du yeah. Soleil. Yeah. And then you have to get your t- your photograph taken, and you think. Fine, I don't mind that. I wore a sparkly top and I wore what I thought was a reasonably <laughs> glamorous coat. It was. Skin fur coat. It oh, was. Jesus, Jen, I look like I'm falling pissed out of the bingo. <laughs> it's look, horrific. Look, there's nothing wrong with the coat. I think what's happened there is There's a that- lot wrong with the coat. It makes me look five times bigger. I look like a unit well, a, in that coat. It's a fur coat. What do you want from a fur coat? They make everyone look a bit more like a well, unit. I'm, that's and, and, and there was... Shop. Don't get rid of the fur coat. The fur coat is in in, in look. I was I'm just going to say that the composition of that photograph all around is an error. And that's on the photographer to be fair. That's not on you. That's on the photographer. Why put that on the internet. I don't know why they put this on the internet. Look. What that photograph that I showed you of me at a gig that yeah. I did last week, that yeah. was put on Instagram as if, and I said, oh, you chose that one. The delete button wasn't working when you saw that. And they went, oh, we like it. Do you want us to take it down? And I thought, don't be a prick and go, yeah, take it down. So I thought, I'll just leave it. But it, I, I, I do think, yes, obviously take it down. Of course take Use it down. Use your eyes to look at the photograph. See that I look fucking awful and, and take it down. I mean, it's like, oh, you know, I don't want to get into the realm of like, Oh, you know what? I, I might get Botox and blah, all that shit, right? I'm, no, I'm we're aging. not doing that. Yeah. I can. I'm. I'm comfortable with my age. I'm comfortable mostly with my face. But a photograph like that is, what the fuck? <laughs> Just delete it. Delete it, it. it. It's a. It's a tricky. It's a tricky photograph. Um, to 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 defend. Um, that's for sure. But 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 what I will say is that any any of us, obviously not really, not really, lots lots of people they they know what their face is doing all the time. But for you and I, who to be fair, you and I, it's partly our responsibility to we, learn how to not look like we're coming out of a park. We need to get a photo face. Now you don't have a photo face. No, I need a photo. And face. I don't have a photo face. So that when so ever, is it about angles? It's about angles. It's what is your good side? It's about learning how to position your chin. Now everyone smiling I know without showing your teeth, I think, sm- might or be a smiling key thing for me. Well, there's like this. So some. Oh yes, but oh. then I just look like I'm smelling. You do look like something. You smell something like that you don't milk. like. Yeah, yeah. But well, maybe don't. Maybe turn your lips up a bit so you're half. Sw- Fucking hell, that's creepy. Well, you know, it might need a bit of work. It might need a bit of work. But well, the po- is there anyone offering this as a service? Because I need help. I need help. You need because to. Because I do like free tickets. I like so free I tickets. So I do want to keep taking the free tickets. No, no, the free and tickets. And the free tickets mean red carpet. Red carpet means photographs. Photographs go on the internet. I don't want to look like a woman coming out of a pie. So I need, I need to have a system. Okay, right. What we need to do, and I'm going to include myself in this because I also mm. need to learn how to do this, is we mm. you, there needs to be some basic examination of people that are doing it right. So we need to go on the interweb and look at women mm. on red carpets and see what they're doing with their heads. You'll notice they're always doing <laughs> this. They're doing oh, wow. different things with their heads, like chin up, chin down, to the side. And you've got to naturalise that, haven't you? You've got to get there and yeah. then poise yourself yeah, and you... not go... <clears throat> don't like go. A, like and don't look like twat. you're doing robotics. On I mean... Clearly what I think I'm doing in that picture is that I'm smiling probably at Ben or the kids or the people I'm with, laughing, trying to look jovial, but we can't have joy. We can't have joy. You've got to take joy out of the equation. Mm. Um, The next time you're on the red carpet, 
Don't jo- think about... No joy. No joy. Think about what is my face doing? What is my mm. face doing? Mm. And then really freeze it into a position and then maybe chin oh, slightly Jesus, down. I'm not going to be able to do this. You can. This just sounds beyond my capability. Well, obviously it's beyond your capabilities, beyond my capability. But um, until we learn to do that, we are going to look like gurning turnips. So we need to make an effort. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm really glad that I've got you as a support for this because it's quite a niche problem. <laughs> it is a niche problem. But honestly, there's some, um, there are some female um, American comedians. We need comedians. a support group. We need a support support group. group. What we need to do is contact these American comedians, right? It's always the US comics. um, Yes. They're usually... um, Really glamorous. uh, Like weirdly glamorous, right? Mm. But they've had work done, I think. Well, possibly, possibly, but they still look great. And they're on the red carpet and Mm. they look... Obviously, their outfits look incredible. They've got legs. I mean, I know we've got legs, but they've got... I know, but we have got legs. But, um... And their I, faces. Maybe we need to do... But that's the other thing. It's because we haven't frozen our face. If we need mm. to freeze it. Yeah. Then the trouble is your forehead moves and that's that's where you're going wrong. The forehead was the least of my problems with that picture. It was all below the nose chin. where the problems were. <laughs> it was all this the, shit. The chin all was... All this yeah. jowly shit. Yeah, that, that, that... But you don't see that usually. So it was quite... You were, that was quite something went, uh, to bring that up to the surface. <laughs> So, yes. To to really squish your face down like it was plasticine yes. to encourage yes. that to like burnish. Uh, yeah. That was that was pie. Which coming out of pie? Which that's what I'm going to call my next tour show. Which coming out of a pie? I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear it. It's going to be a. And I can't wait to see the poster. If that is the poster, <laughs> hmm. I'm going to use that picture as my poster. I'm going to embrace it. I don't think there's going to get a lot of traction to come I'm going to, I, well, Pat, right, the people that put those things up, can you buy it? Can I buy that picture? Can I buy that picture to come off? I don't think you can buy it to come off. You can buy the picture and then you can no, own I the picture. No, I want to pay for it to come off. <laughs> I, well, then you That's a God. sorry state of affairs, isn't it? When you're having to bar, when your own face is being held hostage on the internet. Well, So that's... you've got to buy your face off a photographer. Tell that to Pamela Anderson. Was it oh, why? Her, was it her Did face? Did she have a pie face situation? No, but she had a whole video out there for ages and she didn't want out. Um, you've got to mm. get in contact with Getty Images and say to them, listen, just a little... I wonder if this is possible. They've got yeah. a Can photo you... of me. Can we take that down? I mean, you've got a lot of sort of semi-shit ones. Keep them. But that really shit one, they got that... say that's over the line. They've got the one of you and I together and Getty. <laughs> oh, that one. That's another That's another one where I feel like, oh, we do look like some ladies coming out of the bingo on that one. Well, neither of us look great. <laughs> neither of us look like we've ever dressed to leave the house before. I'm wearing boots that don't go with the trousers. You know one told me that. And uh, oh, and this is slight... In our defence, that wasn't long after lockdown, so we really weren't... We were just happy dressed. to be out of the house. And But what I think is interesting is that few people told me I look nice, and now I don't trust anyone anymore. I thought you did look nice. No. This is the problem. Mirrors and cameras are two separate kingdoms. Sh- shut them down. Shut they don't communicate down. with each other. Mirror says, you look all right. Camera says, you fucking don't. <laughs> <laughs> Mirror's like, looking pretty good this term, Rizzo. <laughs> Camera's like, which coming out of a pie? Yeah, it's, um, well, it's a lesson learned, isn't it? 
Right, who are we talking to? We're talking to Joel Domit. Oh my goodness, this was fun. This, <laughs> this was, was really a lot of fun. fun. You and I's reaction to some of his stories was gold. We I just don't... was like, okay, okay. Can we just unpack that, Joel? Can we just rewind, so, Joel? Just talk me through that again, Joel. And what were you thinking when you did that, Joel? <laughs> was there any thought process? I love him. I love him. This was so much fun and his stories were utterly brilliant. And oh, uh, yeah. this is us talking to Joel Domit. So, Joel, you are one of the busiest men in comedy um, and uh, you're on our screens. You're on. Are you are you you're not are you touring at any point soon? I think I might tour. I might tour at the end of the year. I might do. But um, you're not... If not, I might leave it till 2025. I'm not sure. Oh, leave um, it. Leave it till 2025. That's, yeah. why, that's why I'm thinking. You're a busy man. Know. You've just had a baby. Yeah, and I might also, just enjoy this year. You, you have just had a baby. Well, your yeah. wife's just had a baby. Um, so it's nice just to be bobbing around for the first year, I think. Yeah, just, just okay, little, that's good advice. Just some feedback that's good advice. She's like, like a guru. She's like a life coach. She is. She is a baby-skinned guru. <laughs> <laughs> I have. That's your I next show skinned, title. <laughs> no babies were skinned in the in the uh, making of this uh, lesbian. And we've got a photograph here. We don't have any pictures from when you were a baby. We've got a picture here from when you are pretty young. How old are you in this picture here? So yeah, that wonderful photo. Um, you don't. I don't think you'll know the person in the middle. But no, I don't. But you know both boy, of the others. Yeah. Who's the one on the right, Kerry? Why yeah, can't who I put... is the one on the right? I know who that is. Who's that? But I can't think of their name. Who is that person on the right? Really oh, don't. This is it. really bad. I feel like just someone whose right. memory's gone. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this to both of you. Yeah. And it's going to blow your goddamn dicks off. <laughs> <laughs> Go. Who is it? Tom, it's Tom Allen. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Tom. Tom. With hair. What? Is happening? It's mad, right? That, yes. Because that I couldn't place him. I was like, I know him. I know him. I know him. And I do know him, but not yeah. with hair. It's mad. So that's where I first met Tom. Tom looks 19. like he's forty-four. What's going on? <laughs> he, he looks, looks like he looks, he looks younger looks, now. Yeah, that's the mad thing. He looks like older <laughs> there than he does now. He, he looks. <laughs> he looks twenty years younger now. And where where are you? What's the circumstance? So that is a National Youth Theatre. Oh. In... So we went to a National Youth Theatre. It was basically, basically the first time I'd ever really been to London. Um, I auditioned from where? For where Bristol. did you grow up? Bristol. Right. And uh, and I was sort of interested in like the, the thing that I enjoyed most at school was was doing the theatre drama stuff. Yeah. And um, so my my drama teacher sort of said, you should like in, you should do a thing for National Youth Theatre, just go and audition. And I went and auditioned for it and I got in to go and do their summer course, which was in London in Tufnell Park. And it was a two week course. And so you just go to London for like two weeks. And um, I hadn't been away for that long away from my parents. I just can't think it's of another time deal. where I would have been away from my parents for that long. And you were how old? 19 I think right and um so went to went to London and stayed in Tufnell Park and I just felt like it was amazing because I met suddenly these people where I was like oh these are like my pe like my people yeah. like yeah, different yeah. 
weird. It's the first time where I ever came away from school where it's all a mixed mash of loads of different people with different interests going somewhere where you're like, oh, all these people have the same interest. We're all fucking narcissists. <laughs> and, um, but they, really uh, interesting narcissists. <laughs> And uh, we, uh, I met Tom Allen there. Tom had been there a couple of years, I think, and he was sort of oh, like really? basically like helping out and um, helping with like the classes and stuff. And um, I, honestly, it was just the most amazing time. I met someone there called, um, uh, his name was Tobin. And he was like, he was just immediately the coolest person there. Like, yeah, in some this people class, just have that. He had it. He was very cool. He's from Southeast London and he sort of had tattoos when he was like 19. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, he just had a really... Someone who can just wear a hat. Oh my God, he can wear a hat. And... <laughs> and just not look like a twat. Exactly. And anyway as well. Sideways, backwards, yeah. front ways. All the angles. <laughs> Naked, just covering his dick like it's unbelievable. He <laughs> could carry it anyway. And that is a tricky look. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was that. I met this guy, Toby, and um, and I was like, this guy's so cool. I like gravitated towards. He had a real like Southeast London accent. Yeah. Like he just like, it was just the coolest guy. And um, uh, so I sort of basically just ended up getting becoming friends with him and then I eventually uh I said to him like oh I really I don't know I broke up with a girlfriend I think in Bristol and I was I was like I'm moving to London I'm gonna do it wow and so I did just I moved to London I had with no a plan? idea what I was gonna do no plan so at you didn't all. you didn't have like a like That's... you weren't gonna start a course you hadn't got a nothing. place in drama school or nothing I could okay. I tried to get into drama school and uh I didn't like do it like none of them wanted me so like I um uh so I I just I moved into Toby's house that was all that was the only thing I'd thought about what, what, what was his living arrangements he just lived in a house share or with his mum and dad in or? A house and he lived in a house where his mum had moved to a different house down the road or something what? right and okay. yeah it was like really it, it sounds I, I very bohemian yeah it was like and uh and so I moved into a spare room in his house and didn't have I a job didn't have a job um and i rented his spare room for 60 pounds a month what <laughs> Flipping that's wow. not rent that's i landed on your feet joel and i remember at the time thinking that was expensive and like I remember well it thinking, is when you haven't got a job <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> And so I sold my car, I think, in Bristol. And so I knew that I sort of had like a decent amount of like... A, six months rent. Six months or something, <laughs> yeah. And um, and so I lived I lived in London and, this, and I, I'd, I had no idea what I was doing. All I used to do was basically I used to go to like the two places that I thought London was. And that right. was uh, Leicester Square and yep. Camden. Camden. I knew Camden yeah. would be one of them. And I just so used to go there. <laughs> There's only two places. What? Just used to like sit. And where? Just by the road. <laughs> I used to, honestly, I used to just sit by the road and like, and like, uh, and I. I you shouldn't I, hang around in camp. You can end up with a web face tattoo or a drug habit. <laughs> Anything can happen if you loiter in Camden. And that's where the story starts. <laughs> <laughs> and and the stand up's not in the picture at this point. Not in the picture at this point at all. Um, I was very interested in comedy, I think. And um, 
that sort of came and I, 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 I suppose that sort of came from having that time. I just was doing nothing. So I kind of, I remember I used to just watch, I used to go to Leicester Square. I used to just walk around Leicester Square and then go home. And then, um, and then, and then watch Anchorman once a day. Did you get and sad? I, not really. No. God, you are a lucky man that this didn't get you down. Joel, because I, this is standing bleak. I mean, I think I think rituals are important. I think it's good to have a, a sort of a, 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 a sort of basic kind of timetable. But th- this is this is this is seems you like it's slipping into somewhere dark. I yeah. just walk around. I just, just walk like, around Leicester Square. What were you doing? Phases of my life where I've walked around London and I've been sad. Yeah, I've realised that I was sixty pounds away. <laughs> from being a homeless person <laughs> yeah do you know what i mean like, yeah. i'm so how, close to being like how a complete... are you feeding yourself what were well, you feeding i was i was at the start my dad used to <laughs> my dad used to give me a massive christmas cake at christmas because i once said i liked christmas cake uh-huh. and you know what dads do and then you're like oh i, oh, I kind of like christmas cake. i kind of like then... it but i don't like it that much <laughs> exactly for the next 15 years massive christmas cake and <laughs> but um, you were living on it he used to give me this massive christmas cake and i used to just take a chunk off every day and then just used to eat that and i'm and i know it Joel. sounds like i'm lying it sounds like i'm lying but i genuinely used to live off that so, for at least a month joel were they you... worried about you that, not not really i just kind of lived my life did, did you not like mix it up with a couple of slices of toast or was it did you have what about diabetes toast. Well, it's got, there's fruit in it there's fruit isn't it that's one yeah, there is five a day one, one of yeah. your five a day yeah it's five a day and sort of um you know, doused in, in brandy. Just speaking um, as a parent, if my kid did that, I'd be like, oh, shit, Joel's gone down to London and he's living on Christmas cake and he hasn't got a job. I was and trying. And he hasn't got a plan. I was trying to... I, I sort of did have a goal, I suppose, and the goal was, like, the acting thing because, mm-hmm. like, t- that's what Toby did and I was right. obsessed with him mm-hmm. and I was like, I want to try and get into drama school. So he was kind of helping me go... To, he got into RADA... Oh, wow. And I was like obsessed with like I was like if, where where is he now though where I, is he I now I think he like, directs stuff like sure. I think just because you like, don't know where he is Jen it doesn't mean that he's not successful <laughs> where, where are any of us to <laughs> this be is fair? what I find a lot me and my husband are like where is Flimflam what happened to Flimflam and then we Google Flimflam and they're in a Netflix like <laughs> they're on season ten of a really successful <laughs> TV show it's <laughs> true it's um it was like. He was so good. But was he a so good cool. mentor? Was he like he someone useful? Yeah. Yeah, he was really nice. And um but because he was successful and he got into Rada, in my head, in my nineteen year old head, I was like, I have to be like him to be successful and to uh-huh. be a good actor. So I then, for the next year and a half, started to speak with a full Southeast London accent. <laughs> Because you haven't got a Bristol accent, so no. some of it has stayed with you. How feel... how um how did it how did it sound, Joel? It's right now. This is the bad thing because I've got a recording of it, and it's <gasps> not it's not that funny. So I wouldn't even like play it for you uh-huh. because it's just genuinely like the most excruciating thing to hear. But I, for my twenty first birthday party, I went. Back, I had a twenty first birthday party in my garden back home in Bristol. And bear I got all my friends from Bristol there, my grannies there, all of my people from Bristol, my family. I've got a recording of the speech I did there. <laughs> and it's about 10 minutes long. And the entire thing is in a South East London accent. <laughs> oh, no, 
job. That is excruciating. <laughs> I'm like talking. I am from Bristol. Everyone in that in everyone at that party knows that I'm from Bristol. And you didn't and kind of draw attention to it. I just didn't even think. It, I think it was a thing because that Aaron, was who I was. What's he going on about? Yeah. <laughs> And I'm up there just going, I just want to like thank my granny. She's like here tonight. She's like, well, good man. Like she's just been there for me. And my dad, he's like bought me like, he's made like pecan pies for tonight. Dad, shout out to the pecan pies. Like he's saying wicked all the time. I'm like, oh man, this is so wicked. Like tonight is just wicked. And no one gave you any shit for it. Nobody. Nobody. Oh, wow. That's the so... First person. Do you not have any siblings? This is, this is, I've got a brother who's so Bristolian, it's unbelievable. And so I've, um, the only person who, who brought me, who sort of brought attention to it and, and <laughs> stopped me from doing this is the, this is the day that I stopped having a South East London accent. Um, he, Toby had an agent and he got right. an agent and it was Curtis Brown. I think it's quite a big agent now. And, uh, and it was like, obviously, it's a huge thing to get an agent, isn't it? When you're like trying to be an actor and all yeah, that stuff. Huge. And so uh, Toby got me a meeting with his agent. And I was like, oh, my God, this is my opportunity. This is like, <laughs> that is big. This is huge. I was like, oh, my God, this is like my opportunity. <laughs> this is going to be wicked. <laughs> this is going to be wicked, man. I cannot wait. Like Curtis Brown, yeah? Um, and so I went to this meeting at Curtis Brown. I remember it so well, this meeting. And as he was sort of looking through my CV and those that massive headshot that you have at that point. And um, he was like, you're from Bristol. It says you're from Bristol. <laughs> like, why? And he knows Toby. So he's like, why are you speaking like Toby if you're from Bristol? <laughs> and in my 19-year-old, 20-year-old, 21-year-old head, however old I am, I'm like, I'm panicking so hard. And just like, I don't know what to say. I've like been caught out. And I hadn't even been thinking about the fact that I've been doing it. And this is, I then said back to him and I will cringe about this for the rest of my life. He went, he went, why are you speaking in a South London accent? And there was a long pause. And I just went, I went, I don't know, blood. In full seriousness. What you to do that? What was you thinking? Uh, Joel, I, I'm so sorry, but I think I need to take a break here to fully take in everything that you just said. I mean, people have shame-evoking stories, but my God. I've come out in hives. I can't, I can't hear anymore. <laughs> what did he say in response to that? Just get out, get out. He did, just, he did end it, it was literally like, this that is was over. the thing that this like I re- it was so but it was so pivotal in my life <laughs> because it was that moment where someone like literally like slapped you around the face with a fish and went what the fuck are you doing this isn't who you are what are you doing man but like you're so insecure you're just like attaching yourself to anyone at yeah, that point yeah. and yeah, you just have no idea when we're 21, I mean, if we, we were talking about this earlier, Kerry, weren't we? We were like looking back at who we yeah. were at 21. So young. Oh, my God. And also at 21, you have this idea that you are an adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not an adult. Like you're you really, really don't know uh, anything. You're still pretty much a child. Um, and That's so. Mad. I'm well, like literally it... walking around Camden, like with a South East London accent, <laughs> eating Christmas cake. It's Christmas no cake. You're going to be an actor. And then you get a chance and then you do that. What did is you it... do that for? Is it blood? 
<laughs> I don't know. Blood. How did you come back from that? You can't. You didn't. I didn't. Did you? I never got. I. I got. I, def, I definitely didn't. They didn't sign me up. That's for sure. <laughs> For a limited time, Outback Steakhouse has a new three-course meal called the Aussie Aussie Aussie. With so many mouth-watering options, the Aussie 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 is a deal worth celebrating. With soup or salad, five bold and flavorful entrees to choose from, and a New York-style cheesecake for dessert. New York? That's not Australian. The Aussie Aussie Aussie. Three courses starting at just $16.99, available at Outback for a limited time. Outback, no rules, just right. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Joe! We've got you in um, London now, so you're 21, and you've mm. been walking around Leicester Square for two years eating Christmas cake. At what point do you <laughs> decide, okay, so this acting thing, it doesn't look like it's going to happen, um, yeah. standing on a, uh, sitting on a, a park bench uh, on Camden Lock. When do you think, right, when, when does comedy, when does comedy start to emerge? That I was, was like, just earning a living, just getting a job. When yeah, does that getting, getting, getting a job? <laughs> when does paying for this, for paying for this goddamn room? <laughs> I managed to get on a play, so I did this play at the Theatre Royal Stratford East. Okay, and yeah, quite a reputable. How did, the, how did that? Yeah, happen? I mean, actually, it was a part that Toby used to play, and then he went to Rada, so I auditioned for it and got it. Oh, well, you okay. were emulating him, so yeah. they, you were doing him. They were like, like well, this, this guy's is a perfect accent fit. is like, is <laughs> John the same is blood. Toby's understudy in yeah. life, literally. Yes, that's it. And um, you were and born for it. I was born for it, man. I was born for it. I had, I, in fact, there's another photo that I'm going to send you because I had, uh, I had, right, you're going to love, you're going to love this. You're gonna absolutely love this. Right, this is me when I was doing this play. Um, oh my God, this is great. This is great stuff. Okay, here we go. Okay. Oh my God. Go. <laughs> Jen Brister, I've sent this to you. Okay, I'll forward it. Right, here we go. This is me when I was doing that play. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay. Right, put that on the WhatsApp. Fucking hell. Sorry, but what the <gasps> fuck? <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think you, that should ever see the light of day. No, that 100% needs to come out. <laughs> <laughs> You've got cornrows. Cornrows. Yeah. yeah That's not okay, Joel. Is it not okay? <laughs> I, feel, I, don't, I don't know what's, what's become sort of 
you know, bad and what's cultural what's appropriation. Acceptable. Well, you're yeah. acting; it's a part. But you're acting; yeah. it's a part, and the, your part demanded cornrows, and you gave it. But that does not. If that, this is like Tom Allen all over again, that does not <laughs> look like you. No, it's changed your whole. Your whole face, face looks completely different. It is because it stretches it back. It's like I've had a fucking facelift. Yeah, Croydon facelift. Um, the brows as well. What yeah, the brow? brows. Got like the, the slices in the eyebrow, the tiny little beard. The tiny but you must have beard. felt like a proper, like, this is it now. I'm an actor. I'm an actor in London. Right, I'm in it. a play. I'm on I'm, a salary. I assume they paid you. Yeah, they, they paid me. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, and it, you know. Those little bit when it was like, well, it probably wouldn't like three hundred quid a week or something like that. And you're like, oh my god, I'm rich. Like, yeah, this yeah, is especially like, if your rent is only sixty quid a month. You are, yeah, you you couldn't live on Christmas cake. Insane. And prior to this, it was NYT, and then this. That was the jump. Basically, there was a few little plays that I did, but like right. really small ones, fringe stuff. Yeah, and um, and it just was like it was it was like interesting because I was in this like little like thing of auditioning and trying to do all this stuff and I was like finding my way in that world yeah. and I and it was interesting but like I just never felt like I fitted in like I right. really even though I felt like it was I'd getting closer to like finding my people I just mm. felt like everyone took themselves so serious and I was like oh like I it just always felt like I was pretending I never felt like I was myself and yeah. um and well, looking like, at that picture you were yeah <laughs> It's so weird to look at that photo and think I'm not myself in that photo. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's interesting to look back at that. Yeah, what an observation. Uh, Very was, insightful. And then I went to Edinburgh with a play. Right. And then I watched. Uh, then I re- that was sort of the moment that I realised I wanted to be a comic because I had it was at the Pleasance this theatre this this yeah. show, and I had the Pleasance pass. And you were and just going to watch loads of stand up. All I did was watch stand up. I didn't mm. watch one play the entire time I was there. I did that as well. I went with a play early on and was just I was just watching stand up. Yeah. And, and you I know just, you're in like, the wrong gang. It. You're like, I want to be in that gang. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in yeah, the wrong I was gang. Like, I do that. <laughs> so this picture of you and Susie, is this like early on in that journey? Oh yeah, that's that's very early on in that journey. So like I mean, Susie started a bit after me, so maybe I would have been going a couple of years when she sort of started. So you, you've you seen all this comedy. You're, like, inspired. How the hell do you end up on stage? I, um... It, it was a really weird one, actually, because I... I, uh... I went to... I went to America. So I went to America. So, like, I, I got... <laughs> I had this money from this play that I did mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, I've never had like 1,500 pounds in my bank account. This is incredible. <laughs> That's because you'd never had a job, Joel. And I've never had a job. <laughs> you'd never worked. <laughs> I was like, think of all the Christmas cake I can buy with this. <laughs> Joel, honestly, I would have loved to have met you at like 19, 20, 21. Just this just little sounds... naive. Yeah, so naive. <laughs> Sweet little so boy naive. going, I guess I've, I guess with £1,000, I can go, <laughs> I to, go America. to America. <laughs> That's literally it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I don't know how I've got this far in life without being, like, murdered. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like... So what, like you went to LA around. with it? Or you thought, I'm yeah. going to have a crack at that? I'm going to, to Hollywood. I had a friend of a friend 
who had like a house there and he wasn't at that house for like the summer or something. And it was yeah. right in West Hollywood. And oh, I was lovely. like, I was like, can I just like stay in your house while you're not there? And he was like, yeah, it's fine. And so I was like, great. So I just bought, I, I bought the tickets out there and I, I couldn't afford a hire car or rental car or whatever they call it there. Uh-huh. And, um, and so you know, I didn't realize until you sort of get there that you're like, I can't travel around anywhere because <laughs> like, it's so fucking massive. Yeah. But I couldn't, so I just used to walk everywhere and someone would be like, you know, oh, you should go to this thing at this place. And then I'd be like, okay, cool. And I'd get my rucksack <laughs> and three hours later I'd fucking arrive. <laughs> It's not safe. There's so many parts of LA that you could be in a safe part of LA and then walk a couple of blocks in one direction. You'd be like, oh, you should yeah. not be here. How long are you in Hollywood for? So I was in LA for, I, I didn't I didn't buy a ticket home. So I was like, I don't really know what I was doing. Yo. I, I don't, I, honestly, and I had no idea. But you can't work there. It's like, I know, I know I haven't got a visa. So how uh, are you going to make money to get your flight back? Because I've got a thousand pounds. Jesus, the most money I've ever had. <laughs> and so I don't spend much. So you didn't have a lead. You didn't have any agents or meetings or anything. I had, I had, uh, I, I had an agent at that point, and he said that he was going to set me up with a few meetings. Right. And um, it, but it was, it was at that point. It was either just finished or it was just about to begin. It was bad timing. It was that first strike that had happened, the, the oh, actor's yeah. strike or whatever, or writer's strike. And so basically no one was really like doing that stuff and meetings and things. But Great time. But I, yeah, so basically I went <laughs> to life. LA for like, I think I was there for like two months. And yeah. During the writer's strike. Basically during the writer's strike. And I had one meeting with someone <laughs> who told me I should go and get a tan. And that was it. That was basically it. Oh my God. It. Um, and but while I was there, I, my, the house was super close to the Laugh Factory. So the only thing that was walkable distance to the house up. that I was in was the Laugh Factory. So I'd mm. go there, and I sort of kept on hanging around. And the, the cheap night that was really like, or it wasn't even the night; it was the bit before the night was the open mic. And so I'd go to that because it was like literally like nothing to get in because they just needed audience members. So I would just go to that and watch that. And um, again, I didn't really realize at that point that it was something that you could do until suddenly you watch people who are shit. And then you're like, oh, shit, people do this. Maybe mm. I could do this. Mm. And so I just would watch these open mics. And I remember every time they would be like, oh, well, when are you on? And I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm just watching. And they'd be like, you're watching? I was like, yeah, but I, <laughs> nobody watches these shows. And I'd be like, oh, I am. And I would just sit there for a couple of hours just watching them pull someone out of the hat and do all that stuff. And um, and then before I came home, I was like, oh, I think I'm going to go home. It's not really like sort of what I imagined this trip was going to be. Weird I thought that. it was going to be my, my big breakthrough, <laughs> you know, <laughs> weirdly. <laughs> just me just, because well, I, I imagined that I was going to walk around the streets of LA and Steven and Spielberg yeah. was going to be like, you, you are, you fit my movie. Come with me. Um, Joel, you didn't get a job in Sainsbury's walking around <laughs> Leicester Square. So how are you going to get? Would <laughs> <laughs> you, he did get a play. I mean, you do see, like there is, I know it's, but you have also been very lucky as well. These are yeah. kind of amazing experiences, aren't they? It's ridiculous. You've got to throw yourselves into these ridiculous things. Yeah. And then I said, I thought I had, so I bought a plane ticket home. I think it was in two weeks. And I was like, I haven't achieved anything. I can't go home having a, not achieved anything. Yeah. 
And it felt like I was like a failure, you know, because I was like, I'm going to go to America and break America <laughs> during the actor strike with a thousand pounds. And um, I, uh, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to do stand up before I go home. And then, so I went to this other place. I sort of Googled open mic stuff. And then um, I went to this one that was, again, just right up the road uh, called the Rainbow Inn on Sunset Boulevard. And you go there and you pay your $10 or whatever it is. Like it was $5 or something. And then you, I was on in between music acts. So you'd have a music act and then and a comedian and a music act and comedian. Yeah. And it was like a pay to play thing. And there was no one there watching. Like there was, people would literally like the band would go on and then they would all just leave. And like, so there was no one really there. And, um. Which makes it less scary. Less scary. Yeah. yeah but, but equally harder. It's harder I, to do and a gig. At this stage, no you've never done it in the UK. So no, you're starting no. out in the States. Yeah, what, so I did that. What was your set? I, just, I remember practicing it all day. And it was all like, I remember it started out with me doing an American accent and then being like, haha, I'm actually English. And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> fucking shit, isn't it? Like, I'm back. Um, but like, I don't know. It's probably all of overtly. About, you know, when people first start, it's all about sex and poo, essentially, isn't it? Yep. Um, and um, nothing's changed, really. So it's nope. great to be here. <laughs> They're the best jokes. And then I did, went back the week after and did it again. If I felt like it went well enough that I was like, oh. And it made I, you excited. Maybe excited. Real cheesy thing. I remember walking back along Sunset Boulevard. There's like stars on the pavement, you know, sort of vibes. It's yeah. to the point it's far enough down Sunset Boulevard that it's stars of people that you don't recognize. But like, <laughs> I remember walking along Sunset Boulevard after, after doing this first gig and being like, this is the missing piece of the puzzle. This is what I've always wanted to do. It, it like, it felt like to me, acting was really hard because I was like, I didn't feel like I was working towards anything. There was uh -huh. nothing that like I could learn. I wasn't like... I felt like I could try and do like lessons and stuff, but then a six-year-old kid would come along and be better than you, you know? So I was it's like- It's just, you have no control, do you at all? No. I just felt like as soon as I started, and I was like, oh, this is it. I can, this is something I can get better at yeah. and learn how to do. Yeah. And, you know, just enjoy, and just enjoy the process of it, whether it leads to anything or not. explain this picture of you and Nish that is me and Nish we, we did this weird travel show was that for um was that for Dave or it was for Comedy Central Comedy um, Central and it was just one of those weird things which like <laughs> you both look really confused very confused very <laughs> welcome confused. to telly stick this hat on Go to Peru. This is a job. <laughs> we just had this mad thing where I couldn't believe they made two series of it. We ended I like I've probably been doing stand up for well that's that's it. I must have been doing stand up for like eight years by that point. Uh-huh. Again, it's that weird thing where you feel like it's overnight success, but it's just like it takes so long. You know, yeah. eight years doing stand up, yeah. you know, yeah, eight years is a long time. Doing all your Edinburgh shows every year and trying to do all that and trying to figure out what it is you want to do and and um and actually, for me, it was really interesting because I felt like I had that initial little bit, you know, when you're a new act and you have excitement around you and you had like, it, it felt really exciting. Like I did Russell Howard's Good News when I've probably yeah. been doing it for about three or four years. 
And I was like, oh my God, this is happening. I'm on telly. Whoa. And then I just kind of like, suddenly I wasn't new anymore. Well, we were just talking about this. We feel like you go from hot newcomer and now we Mm -hmm. feel like veteran. Yeah. And we were like, where was (laughs) Where's the bit in between, Where's the bit in in between? (laughs) It's the same as as porn, isn't it? Is that right? You have young or MILF. Where's the bit in between? Yeah, we're very exactly. much leaning into MILF. <laughs> We've gone. We're over. Um, so you did. So you did two series of that, and and there's, I've seen some other photographs over the years. And that's that as well, is it? That's the same. yeah. That's us yeah, yeah. in a in a back of a uh, truck with a AK forty seven. Don't you like? I, I seem to remember there was one where you were wrestling. You had to wrestle. Yeah. What I was to, that? I had to. It was basically that the idea for the show was we went all around the world. Um, finding the toughest tribes in the world and we would live with them for a week and I would do all the tough things and then Nish would do all the sort of uh, more sort of like stuff, lifestyle stuff with them. And um, it was uh, so fun and I was part of the process of coming up with the show. So I remember in my flat in London, at this point I I had a flat, we did a teaser for the show where we had some, (laughs) some Mongolian wrestlers come to my flat and we wrestled on the floor of my flat um and they filmed it and then apparently of course this got picked up of course this got picked up if i saw that as a taster i'd be like yeah commission that (laughs) 100 percent. i want more of that i love it i would love to see that teaser now just literally on the flat my neighbor came up halfway through and complained because I was making so much noise. But was that in the teaser as well? I hope so. Because yeah, they literally knocked on the door and then they came in and there's two massive Mongolians in these tiny little blue pants. And we're like, oh, we're making a teaser. When it but that's telly gold. That's exactly why it works. Because it yeah. isn't all glossy and like not real. It's, it's, it's exactly what's brilliant about it. We went and did you, them. so you, when you thought, okay, this is going to be the transition now from live stand-up into the kind of work you do now yeah I suppose, I suppose so I was just like um it, what was I suppose the sort of big the big sort of transition point was then because we did the first episode was Mongolia so we went to Mongolia and made this first episode and then the second episode was going to be in Kenya and uh that was like just after uh, it was like December something like December 12th or something like that and then my agent was like, look, um, would you be interested in doing the jungle? And uh, as in oh, I'm a celebrity jungle. Yes. And I was like, oh. I, completely, I completely forgot about this. Of yeah. course you did the jungle. Yeah. Were we you saw- like one of the first comedians to do it? Sorry, well, it my was, voice it has did- got very high pitched. <laughs> <laughs> Jen's really excited. No, because I remember. <laughs> Because it, it set a precedent, you going into the jungle and, what, and everything that happened afterwards, which we'll obviously get to. But was there anyone that went in before you? Not really. That's... Basically, no comedians have done it since Rona Cameron. And <gasps> like... Rona! Oh, wow. So it was like this big thing because like... It, it, it became this big sort of like no-no in the comedy world that you don't mm-hmm. do reality television because it had kind of just been very difficult for people earlier on. And then basically it was this hiatus where that genuinely it was about 10 years mm-hmm. where no one did did any reality television from the comedy world. You just don't mix those two things. Yeah. 
And um, and so everyone would always turn, you know, people would turn it down because you'd be like, haha, I got offered it. And no, you know, it'd always be a funny thing. And I remember um, I, wa- I went to Melbourne Comedy Festival and I watched this guy called Joel Creasy do a show. It was just a huge theatre. And I was like, "What's who's who is this guy? What's he done? Like, who is the?" And someone said to me, "Like, oh, I did the did the Australian version of the Jungle last year, and uh, that's why he's playing this room." And I was like, "Oh my god! Like, why is no one in the UK doing this?" Mm. And like, I but get that it, snobbery. The... You get that. It's yeah. interesting, though, isn't it? Because now everyone's putting stuff on socials, and they all want like. Now it's like, fuck it! I'll do what I have to do. Yeah, and I say, I just like, oh, well, maybe we should do it, and. I said, maybe I don't know whether we can actually fit it in in terms of the schedule because of the, I was in Mongolia and then I was here and I was all that shit. And he was like, weirdly, it fits in exactly in the middle. It's like you would have to go straight from Mongolia, but you could go straight from Mongolia to Australia and then you come home for three days and then you go straight to Kenya. How do you reckon, what do you reckon you should do? And I was just like, fuck it, yeah, let's do it. And I did it and I remember sort of saying to a few people that I did it, I remember it was like a comedian's football and the people were like, oh, and everyone was just like, ha ha, you shouldn't do it. Like, oh, what are you doing, man? Get like, it's just, this is going to, everyone was like, this is going to ruin your career. And, um, comedians and just, are great, aren't they? Yeah. Really so encouraging. supportive. What a supportive network like, of people. But then as soon as, as soon as I was on it, everyone was like, oh, there you go. That's you, you played a blinder, mate. Yeah. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash MBO. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly, it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. We're going we're gonna to wrap up with this. Uh, we've got this. I'm going to do a three-in-one photo. We're okay, going to do go. three photos in one. Um, yeah. Cause, just because Kerry's got to go to her, sh- her, her it, this show. This has been ages. I'm sorry. It's like... No, you know, no. This oh, has been... Thank you so much. So it. This has been absolutely fantastic. So I want to talk about... Firstly, we're looking at this photograph, um, which is uh, you getting married to your wife, Hannah, which was... Where, where was that? Looks that was like Mykonos. on the set of... Uh, Oh, it looks like I'm the set of Survivor. It looks fantastic. It's <laughs> a great picture. I mean, what a great picture. You just This looks like it sh- could, could be from Hello Magazine. Do you know what oh I mean? God. Is it from Hello Magazine? Is we, it from Hello Magazine? It was, it was offered, but we uh, decided <gasps> to do it. Was it? I don't need to take it. 
No, you I know, but we want it, we want it to, because, um, you know, it's a nice publication and all that. But um, it's the, it gets to the point where they start sort of going like, oh, we'd like these people to be on the guest yeah. list. I've heard stuff. this before. They tell you who to invite and suddenly your mum's out and Noel yeah. Gallagher's in. And you're like, what? how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, if that was the choice, I would say absolutely. You'd be fine about it, yeah. Um, you know what I mean. Just to let you know, my mum is now Noel Gallagher. <laughs> then we see the picture of uh, the Athena poster here. Oh, my God. Your son. When was your son born? Uh, September last year. September oh, last year, so he's like four and a half months only, old. It's only. It's still a blob. In terms of the full, full, the full circle of the story, I'll tell you the story, and then that, then we, then we can then we can be done. Okay. Um. Uh. I feel like I was really lucky that I have Wild at this point in my life, and I, um. You know, for various reasons, and Hannah, Hannah, Hannah's had like a rocky few years with her mum having a stroke and all of this. It's been like a mad, mad couple of years of COVID yeah. and all this craziness. And so it felt like Wild was like the absolute light at the end of the tunnel, really. And um, and uh, we decided and feel very lucky in the in the position that we we went privately and had the birth privately. Um, for various reasons, but also like I don't want people to shout "Take it off, take it off!" as, as <laughs> and um, and so we were very lucky in that in that regard. But I was um, I, it was the most money I've ever spent on anything in my entire life, and I am incredibly tight. I'm so tight, right? Well, you've you're, had to be prudent when you're only you know living yeah, on Christmas. When you're living so. on, yeah. Exactly. I've learned through my career. That you know, I'm so, I'm so so I spent I spent it's most money I've ever spent on anything that's not a uh-huh. house, and um and uh so but it was an amazing experience and uh the, the birth was very long, and uh, it ended up being about thirty hours long or so and uh, and it was absolutely incredible in the middle of it and it was all happening in this room and it was all crazy and you know contractions and madness and I was helping my bed massaging I was like tens machine all going mad. About sort of 10 hours in, this uh, lady sort of comes in and gives me a sheet of paper and it's a menu. And um, and I sort of, just away from Hannah, just to make sure she doesn't hear, I was like, just, is this included? <laughs> and um, she was like, yes, it's included. And I was like, well, okay, cool. So I like looked down and then I just basically ticked what looked like All the most it. expensive thing. I'll take the lobster. Right. <laughs> And uh, and then I got Hannah what I thought was acceptable for her to eat while she was having contractions. <laughs> and then um, a couple of hours later, it was really starting to hot up in there. Like it was really the contractions were coming really thick and fast. She was like the, the, the gown had gone. She's on the floor. It's just <laughs> yeah. like just all of like piss everywhere. It gets primal, yeah. Primal, yeah, yeah. right? And that's the point where this lady comes back in. <laughs> Holding a duck with red wine jus. <laughs> and she literally looks at it just like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, and I had to say in this voice, like, um, it's a duck with a red wine jus. <laughs> oh, Joel. And, and I got her a, a couple of sandwiches. I got a ham sandwich. <laughs> And she was like, you've got me a ham sandwich. And I was like, yeah, because you can hold it. <laughs> oh, so considerate. I'm very considerate. It. And I made the Did whole Did you end up room. wearing 
The red wine shoe? Did you eat it or wear it? <laughs> yeah. I like bunged it in my mouth and I made and she hate because the, for the next four hours the room just stunk of duck and red wine shoe. <laughs> Listen, you've got to get your money's worth. Go get I mean, your money's you, worth. You got and a then, story out of it as well. So Well that's it. <laughs> that's it. And then so the the birth went on for ages and then um we she ended up having an epidural and we managed to have like a tiny little sleep. Did you and ask when they administered the epidural, is this included? Is this, is this included? And let me tell you, Kerry, it absolutely was not. <laughs> it absolutely was not. Um, those people really charge for their time. Yeah. yeah. There's um, a lot of fantastic. And so, uh, and so when Hannah was asleep and I had a little sleep and then I woke up and I was like, I was, I was like, oh, I'm, I've just got to get out of this room. I've been in this room for like 30 hours. Yeah. And they were like, when we wake up, Hannah, we're going to go for it. I was like, okay, no worries. And so I just woke up before her and I left the room. Thought I'm going to get some more food. And this time I'm not <laughs> going to make the mistake of doing it in the room anymore. I'm just going to get some food next door. They woke up Hannah. I didn't know that I was next door. They woke Hannah up and they were like, right, it's time to go. It's time to go. We're doing it. We're doing it. And she was like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. And she's epiduraled up and all of that stuff. And they're like, okay, come on, we're going to push. And she suddenly like where's Joel? Where is Joel? Where is, where's Joel? And then a nurse came in and went, he's next door having a lamb shank. (laughs) Oh, Joel, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. It's been so great so having lovely. you on here. Before before you go, is there anything else you want to? Is there anything you want to promote or talk about? Ah, it's all right. You can if you. If he you doesn't can need a leg listen up from to us. He doesn't Christ. need it. It's fine. <laughs> my podcast is nice. The, the um, uh, mine and my wife's podcast that we do together is really fun. It, it genuinely just use it as sort of a a way of list, uh, sort of talking to, to talk. each other. Yeah, yeah. to talk. <laughs> um, and uh, so we do. We, we have a little chat, and it's always nice. What? What's the podcast called? It's called Never Have I Ever. Never Have... Oh, yes, of course it is. Never Have I Ever... I see the clips up on my Insta. Uh, Never Have I Ever. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Joel Domit, it's been such a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you both of you. Um, I I love you both. I'm huge fans. And uh, I'm very proud of you both doing so well. Thank you. Thank you, my love. 